Hello and welcome to Comment Below, a podcast where we talk about the news and topics of the week, but more importantly, what has been commented below. We go into the mess that is our social media, finding the stories you may or may not be talking about. Isn't that right, Ben? No. That's correct, Alex. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Um, yes, we do dive into the comments below, talk about all things topical of the week. And you know what? January is one of those months, isn't it? It's a bit, it's a bit drawn out, isn't it? It's a bit like it shouldn't be there. But then, if January wasn't there, then February would take its place, and then we'd feel the same way about February. The only difference being is that February's shorter. But Short it's not. Thing. It's not because it's a leap year this year. It's even worse then. Even an extra day, an extra day of hell on this planet they call Earth. Um, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and our demonic thoughts, then please go to X at comment below pod, Instagram at comment below underscore pod, or email us comment below pod at gmail. Dot com with any uh, articles you'd like us to talk about or indeed just any comments you'd like to say hello to us about you can watch this on youtube just by searching comment below podcast um and if you are following us or our page band productions then don't forget to ring the bell hit for notifications click the thumbs up what else can you do you can subscribe you can do everything and you'll never miss an episode of this nor our other podcast faithful to the traitors if you are indeed a faithful mm. which i hope you are yes well also i'm going to be very upset I'm going to cry my little eyes out. I am. Yes, I am. Um, so, yes, another week. Another mm. comment below. Another mm. discussion about things that happened to us when we were younger. And then a trawl into why we are the way we are. So, trauma. Ben. Trauma dump. Trauma, trauma dump. School right. trips. Okay. Well, we all know that you fell on this earth at the age of about eight or nine. Because you have no recollection of anything before that age. Um, so any school trips when you were younger, do you remember anything that you enjoyed, liked, anything about school that you want to talk about, like lyrical, happily, joyfully, no, there's one with a smile vague, on your face? There's one vague school trip I remember, but I don't remember much about it. I think it was a trip to France, Paris, maybe? Yeah, memorable, yeah. I don't know if I'm like making I it up, but I, I wonder if I watched a TV show and thought it was me. Yeah, but I in mean, Paris. <laughs> possibly. I vaguely remember that, and like... People had to like thrilling. They had to stay in different rooms, and people were like we walked in on blah and blah in the room together. And it's like, did you? What? Well, that's a vague memory in my head, but that's the only thing I remember of the whole. Trip. I mean, that feels like a standardized school trip, doesn't mm. it? Like everyone used to share rooms with everyone else. It'd be like your, like some girl would be like in another boy's room and be like, Ooh. Well, there was two boys, and they were like, we were play fighting, and it was like they weren't. So who knows what was going on? But I, that's the only thing I remember. That brings back a trauma from when I was a kid. Amazing, that's the only thing I remember from Paris. <laughs> um, two boys. Two boys in a room. Scandal. <laughs> um, the reason I bring it up is because on Reddit, everyone's favourite site for... Okay. The new Twitter. The new Twitter. Um, on uh, subreddit Casual UK, someone had written uh, about a terrible school trip that they had to uh, give consent for their son at their school for. And it just cracked me up because, like, I remember school school trips being quite quite exciting. Like, you leave the school, it'd be like a day out, it'd be great. The only thing I used to worry about was whether, um, and this not really changed today, whether there'd be enough places to, like, stop and go to the toilet, like, when we're there and so on and so forth. You know, toilets are in, important. Um, Especially the older you get. Well, yes. Even as a young man, I was an old woman. <laughs> Um, and this, this, uh, I presume this lady, uh, this mum had written a consent form and she said, I had to sign a consent form this week for my son to go on an educational outing with this school. The outing was to the road outside the school so they could watch a bin lorry pick up bins and recycling. Wow. 
So uh, budget. Well, that's what I mean. It's like how? Why? First of all, why do you need a consent form for something like that? That seems a bit, a bit of a stretch. Like we used to past the school gates. When I was at primary school, we used to go up to the the fence of the school and watch things happening, and then have to record it. But we never. I don't think they had to write a, a consent. That's because you're on the other side of the fence. If you went past the fence, you need. I guess so, but then I mean things what, go wrong. How is that titled a field trip anyway? School Wait, trips. Uh, how is it so American. educational? That's why I don't understand. How is what it are they doing? Watching the, the binman. Well, they're watching the binman. I presume they're watching it because that's a job that can be watched. Like when I was at school, we went to our local Asta and they uh, made us walk around the shop and talk to the staff of Asta. I mean, I'd hate that if I was a staff of Asta. I wouldn't. I'd love it. I mean, I'd still break away. in the day. No, it'd be a break in the day. And I remember they gave us free cheese. These are the days when a supermarket still had like fresh counters. So they'd have a cheese counter, they'd have a meat counter, a deli. They'd have like a bread, ca- you know. That's when they used to still, when before cost cuts. Oh, they're a real supermarket. But um, when I went, when I was at college, we went on a trip to New York. Oh yeah, and, the uh, drama trip. The, it wasn't drama. Well, that's in our school. It was the drama trip. Oh, was it? Oh, it was media studies for us. We went to New York and we went around NBC Studios and this and that. And I remember a girl. Her name was Emma. Hello, Emma, if you're listening or watching. Indeed, um, she got lost because we went to see the St. Patrick's Day parade. And we all kind of found a place to watch it happen around New York. <clears throat> and she got she got lost, but she found her way back. We stayed at the Vanderbilt Y. What happened to her while she was lost? No one will never know. She wouldn't, she wouldn't talk about she it. She wouldn't talk about it. She said some old woman told her not to return, but <laughs> God, why did we put a yellow jacket's reference and everything? But um uh yeah, so but I loved that trip. That 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 trip was honestly the only thing that was disappointing about that trip was that I phoned my mum and dad uh one evening. It was probably from America to England. Yeah, you get a special phone card. And um, just to say, you know, everything's good, everything's great. And my mum and dad said to me, oh, we're just about to head off to the Chinese and get a takeaway. And I was like, yes. I want a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> so I remember that being the thing that disappointed me the most. Like, How dare they continue living while I'm not there? I know. How dare they you pretend I'm not there? But um, everything the New York I loved... trip was always for the rich. Rich. It wasn't that expensive. I remember it not being that expensive. There was a lot of us going on it. It was about 30 we went to Blimpies, which was a coffee shop. We went to see uh, um, a film at the cinema. I remember the popcorn being butter, and it was disgusting. Um, it was just great. Did it make you? Did it, did it make you want to live the American? It made dream? me want to live in New York. Genuinely, made me for a little time. Me and my friends were all saying, "Once we finish college, we're going to hop on a plane and work in New York." Didn't work out very well. Shame. Because we're not there now. You could have been, been, been like best dressed. <laughs> You could have turned out. You could have turned out like her. Oh yeah, that's that's the dream. That's the dream. Anyway, so there you go. That's that's our that's our that's our nice little conversation before we start the show. <laughs> I just love reaping up the past with you, and then just talking about my past. I vaguely remember going on a trip to a castle. I think some sort of castle, Black Frank Castle. I don't know. Vaguely remember that, but apart from that, no. Did you have to, blur. Did you get a piece of paper and then have to rub pencil against the stones and get like patterns and stuff? I remember doing that as well when we went on a school trip. It was around um, Moores Valley Country Park, mm. and we had to go around and find like tree bark, and then <clears throat> rub like brown crayon over it. And so we, then, when we got back to the thing, we could look at it and go, "Ooh, look at the patterns." I don't know. My whole life, the time. My whole life is a blur up until the first year of college. So that's why, well, as we said, you fell on this earth like Mr. Bean in a pool of light 
onto the concrete when you were about eight years old. No one remembers where you came from before. We have, there's no evidence of you being alive before eight years old. The only evidence we have of you being young is a painting that your nan had painted. And we don't know if it's real or not. Well, I believe that your nan is like Geppetto in Pinocchio. And then what she did is she painted it. And then she wished upon a star and said, I wish it was a real boy. And there you came. Here I am. There you are. With with a, with an Amiga joystick in your hand, mm-hmm. like in Lovely. the painting. I have lots of memories of Amiga and PlayStation. Oh. You've you go. got lots of memories when you sat at home. <laughs> not, not going out of the house. So obviously you just were talking about um, parents questioning things, I suppose, about field trips, signing, acceptance things. Uh, yes. Internet and parents is a deep hole. We all know that uh, Mum's Net has a lot to answer for. Good old Mum's Net. And Facebook groups of yummy mummies seeking advice on what to do with their children. So we're just going to go through a few um, internet posts about parents, what they've done for their children, what they've asked for advice, things like that. So um, this is one post. It says, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm open to new methods. Do you want to know what the method is? Well, I'm not on the same page. It says your kids will thank you when you're older. Hashtag hungry eyes. <laughs> hungry eyes makes me allude to that song. Hungry eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this person's advice was don't toss out your orange peels. Mm-hmm. Instead, soak them in vinegar for two weeks in a sealed jar. Then pour the vinegar into a spray bottle and then spray the vinegar into your children's <laughs> eyes to flush eye toxins and to prevent them from getting eye measles. Eye measles, right. Okay. So that's great advice. First of all, is there such a thing as eye measles? I know that me- isn't measles like a on the skin? I don't want to know. Also, but I feel like this isn't the answer. Shooting vinegar directly into someone's eyes, which is an acid. And citrus from the orange. Yeah, which is, yes. Which is, well, I don't know what that is. I presume it's also an acid. It's, it's, God, I'm so, I feel so thick saying that. But you know what I mean? It still feels, even I've got, even having said that sentence, even I've got more common sense than to think that you should spray orange. So are you saying that you're not open to new methods? I'm not woke AF about cancer, as the post says I should be. I know. I think this is from like some sort of group where they're like, you can wish illness away, sort of thing. What? As in, don't seek medicate, med, you know, don't seek medical advanced medical advice. Just, you know, spray some vinegar and it will, that sort of thing. I think it's one of those dodgy groups. On one Facebook. of those, like, my child is dying, one like equals a prayer. Exactly. But they actually believe that. You know, well, who who else has those kind of do- dodgy group ideas, don't you? Just to f- do a flashback to the horrid past of 2020. Donald Trump saying that you should drink bleach. Uh-huh. And Boris Johnson saying, can you not just warm yourself up and... Oh, yes. The virus? Yes, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. As long as you're in a warm room, the virus will disappear, dissipate. So this person then thinks that dead, uh, dead dog's name is off limits. So they've posted for <laughs> advice. A close friend of mine just had a baby. And to my surprise, she named her daughter my dog's name. I'm in shock. My dog passed away last year and she was my baby. My friend never even mentioned that they were planning to use this name. I am completely caught off guard. Of all the names, I don't understand why she had to choose this name. She knew my dog to, was not very well. I don't want to be petty, don't you? Well, I think she's and make a, a big bit, deal about it. Well, she's making a big deal about it by putting a post about it. On It's, it's, it's so passive-aggressive, it, it, it's, it hurts. It's just so <laughs> like, I am the centre of the world post. Like, mm. my, you've used my dog's name 
I mean, if it's no, not no. her name to have, though, is it? No, it's just ridiculous. I must admit, though, that um, I love the name um, uh, Arthur. I love the name Arthur. And I said that to a friend once. And I yeah. said, if if I was ever to have kids, I would name my kid Arthur because I think it's a lovely name. And uh, literally, like, the next year, they took the name Arthur. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put a post about it on Facebook. But at the same time, I did think to myself... What made you pick that? What made you pick that name? That's my name. But 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 then I realised again. I took a step back and I realised that it's not my name to keep. It's not mine to keep. It's for other people to have. I mean, I suppose there is some attachment to the sense that it's their dead dog's name. And it would think that the person went out of their way to name their child after your dead dog. Oh, I'm sure it's ridiculous. not spite. I'm I'm hundred percent certain it's not spite. But um, you know, at the same time, it's it's. You know, it's. I suppose it's still raw to this person that their dog had died. Although a year is a long time. I don't, again, I'm not being horrible. If Charlie died, our cat, the one who likes making noise in the background, if he died, then of course I'd be very upset and I'd be upset about it for a long time. In a weird way, though, if someone said, oh, I'm naming my child Charlie, I probably would be a bit more like, oh, that's nice, rather than, that's my cat's name. Because I don't think they're planning to... Are they planning to have another dog? Are they planning to use the same name? I love the fact also on that post that they've not said what the name is in case someone else also mm-hmm. uses the name. taken now. Yeah, well, yeah, but she might think, well, I don't want anyone else to have it. It's bad enough that my friend's taken it from me. <laughs> so she's kept she's kept that uh, that name for um for herself for future, mm-hmm. I suppose. What about this awful parent then? Well, alleged awful parent. They have posted, Twin B is a dead daily nightmare. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till I get to the end. This is harsh, but does anyone else feel like one of their twins causes too many issues and pretty much destroys the family? I find myself fantasising about him not being there at all. Life would be a dream. <laughs> she's she's fantasising about the death of her own child. No, not the death, just not existing. I say she, we shouldn't be... No, I did say they. He or she, yes, mm-hmm. they. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I would say is that, again, it's... At least you're fantasising. Yes, at least you're actually acting on your impulses. But also, it's um, true that parents do have a favourite. It's true. They say they don't. They say they love both parents, uh, both kids equally, or three kids, or whatever, how many kids you have equally. But there will Mm. always be, there will always be, look at the TV show Succession, there will always be someone who is just a slightly above the parapet to everyone else who they consider is the right heir, as it were, to the name, to, to the name, the dog, dead dog. To the to the to the legacy of that family, and do you know what I mean? And I know it's like kind of looking at it like this grandiose thing, but it's true. There is always going to be a favourite in the family. There will always be a favourite, and I think if most parents are pushed enough, they will also admit that. That's not to say that both parents will agree on who their favourite is, because maybe the mum would like one to the prefer one to the other. Isn't there a film with McCorney Culkin in when he's fallen off a cliff, and the mum holds both kids in her hands, and she has to let go of one, and she like drops the one who's not her favourite. I'm sure that's a film. I don't have a clue. I'm sure McCorney Culkin's one of them. It's like two brothers and she's holding them There's both. There's a film with McCorney Culkin where he plays like, an, like a real turn because he was like obviously known as Kevin from Home Alone. And he was, he was in with Elijah Wood. So it was, I think it was after he did My Girl and then he did another film where he played like an evil, like a, he was trying, I don't know, I, I never watched it. Mm. So I don't know. I but think I know he was still a kid though. He, he, he was, was, he was the, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't know if that's the film you're thinking of. Then mum then maybe. to pick her favourite. Literally. It's like Sabrina. Every member of the Spellman family has an evil twin. Mm. So there you go. So maybe I was waiting for you to join in on that, but you didn't. You just sat there and nodded. But um, the that maybe that's true. Maybe there is one twin's evil, more evil than the other. Possibly. Every member of the 
fill in the blank family has an evil twin. So we could be onto something. This parent could actually be right. I'm telling you. Don't ever, don't ever. I see the flat earthers are on uh, kicking and screaming on there as well. Yeah, God knows what they're going on about. What's your favourite? <laughs> what's your favourite remedies for pink eye? Breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's this, nice and short. This one says, "I'm anti fluoride." What are some natural ways to keep my kids' cavities from getting worse? Brush your teeth with fluoride. Fluoride. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Okay. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to presume that this person is a little bit nutty. But there is a, there is evidence that people they were adding. In, I think in America they do it quite often, but they did it in the south of England as well. Again, I've mentioned my friend Joe once already. I'll mention her again. She this happened to her as well. She uh, they added fluoride to water, and it's actually damaged her teeth. It's actually made them worse rather than better. So there's 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 an argument to be said that adding adding fluoride to drinking water, tap water. That's why Brita water sales are so popular. Yeah. That's why people still buy bottled water when you don't need to. Luckily, we live in uh, Scotland where council juice, as they like to call it, is the best in the world. And I, I concur to that because it's bloody good water. So um, last up then, we have a parent who has some baffling names. I want you to know if you like them or not. So they said, my significant other vetoed these names. Mm-hmm. Were they all that bad or are they being unreasonable? So first, Masonic. That's Mosaic, mm-hmm. not Masonic. Mosaic. <laughs> you're Masonic don't we give you a secret handshake <laughs> tickle tickle unisex Masaic <laughs> you're saying it now <laughs> it's a stupid name no, typically it's a stupid name because you pronounce it wrong yeah Silhouette I quite like Silhouette for a female it sounds like a speaking of dog names that sounds like a black lab dog name you always silhouette. have to it does actually a French Labrador <laughs> a, silhouette. a French poodle a French poodle you always need to remember how will it look shortened because no one's ever going to use your name long name like no one ever calls you Benjamin do they Never. no one ever calls me Alexander Especially you call the first Seal Seal no Seal like now you said Seal that sounds awful Seal Seal it sounds a bit Silla Silla Seal I always say Quet 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 no knowing that information no bad name move on Symphony you missed Ricochet well I'm Mixing it up a bit. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Synth- symphony. Symphony is a female name anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know symphony. Music is female, is it? Uh, but it depends on the French verb. Don't we find out? You carry on. Paisley. That sounds like a detective. Paisley? <laughs> it sounds like a detective for a Sunday night TV program. Yeah. Paisley, Paisley and time. time. Uh, Campari. Isn't that a Campari? Campari is a drink. drink. Yeah. Is it a drink? A beer? Yeah, it's, I, yeah. No, it's not a beer. It's a kind of like a. I think it's like a. Wine, it's either a drink a or a wine. fish. One of the two. I can't, I can't find the bloody article. I can't or find an it. octopus Campari. Yeah. I'm not sure. Campari. No, Campari is a drink. The uh, octopus. I know what you're thinking of. It's not Campari. Um, oh, for God's sake. Uh, it's it's when you cook the octopus. It's mm. called something. Oh, you're so annoying. <laughs> Why? Because now that's going to be in my head forever until I find it. Were they that bad or was the significant Africa being a bit um, unreasonable? Unreasonable. Campari. Campari? Mm. Oh, I can't... Why have you put that octopus thing in my head now? Just forget about it. I can't forget about it now. That's staying in my head until I find the solution to what that's called. Okay. Are you... Comment, comment below if comment you want below and, what's... and let Alex know. It, it, it's there. It, I've put in cooked octopus. What's, what's octopus recipe? Campari. Campari. <laughs> Octopus, hang on, I need to... Is it the tentacles? Rings. They're the rings, aren't they? Something rings. Octopus rings. Don't look at me. You started this. Rings. Octopus rings. They're called something. They're called something. 
Oh, for God's sake. No one's going to alarm anyone, but we're 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Fine. Right. Yes, Campari is a stupid name. They're all stupid names, apart from Beatrice, which for some reason is amongst them. Beatrice what is Beatrice? a lovely... Beatrice. Oh, that's a character on Final Fantasy IX. Beatrice is also a very common name in the early 1900s. Potter. <laughs> right. Beatrice Potter? Is that a character? I don't... I haven't read the Harry Potter. No, it's not but... Harry Potter. It's like a... Famous. Oh, yeah, Pietrus Potter, yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next subject, shall oh, we? God, you put octopus rings in my head now. What have you done? Campari. No, it's not Campari. I just said Campari. See, it's Calamari. That's it. Oh, oh, for God's sake. Right, Breaking next the microphone. one. Right, Sorry, next. everyone. Right, next up, and we'll do this a bit with a bit of pace, Um, is uh, basically <clears throat> people did predictions 100 years ago for what work the life was going to be like in the world in 2024. I found this on eBarnes World. Remember eBarnes World when you were at college? Everyone needs to go on eBarnes World. No, no one knows about it. No. eBarnesWorld.com. Um, and uh, the first one then is that uh, someone said, for one thing, there's going to be a movie in every home. <laughs> Families will make their albums into motion pictures. So basically they predicted that family albums will be videos instead of photographs. Mm. True. We're almost, well, we're, no, almost there. We are there, aren't we? Well, we're TVs. Well, social media. Yeah. Look and actual picture frames that move. So look behind us. Not that it's moving. It's not but moving. It could but move. yeah, it's, it's it's an iPad, so you can use that as a picture frame. Mm. You go, My so. dad had a picture, a digital picture frame, like years ago. He was like the first ones. He had to like put it on a USB, put the picture on the USB, and put the USB in the picture frame to upload it. They used to do it. Just cycle through his holiday photos. <laughs> I'm surprised your dad... It was more boring than just having one photo still. It was more boring seeing the same ones keep replaying, I feel. but It's distracting. Mm. That's what I think. I think it's you're better off just having a still picture mm. frame, to be honest with you. You can have an electronics picture frame, just leave it as one picture. But the good thing is, is that rather than the hassle of having to keep swapping over photos, nowadays you can just, through the air, send mm. it through to uh, the That's frame. True. Right. Uh, da -da -da. Um, motion pictures in 100 years from now will be nearly like living, be living there in person or existing in the object. Sitting in your orchestra seat, your orchestra seat, <laughs> determine whether these pictures are real or not. Basically, CGI cinema will be indistinguishable to real life, i.e. not CGI. A, um, my, <laughs> the thing, 3D. And the 3D, but also what are they called? Like oct virtual reality. octopus. Living octopus. <laughs> Oculus, whatever Facebook. Oculus Rift. Yes, that stuff. Or the metaverse. Um, not quite there yet, but you know, 3D cinemas. Get 3D like porn. Can you? Can you? Don't mm. you? Mm -hmm. There's an option. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, because what you do is you kind of you can, right. you can do it. You can put it on so you can look around. See, but then what if someone walks? <laughs> it's it's someone might walk in the room. You have no idea what's happened. You can't hear. They've done see it on TV shows. It says as, as like a joke. Someone's right. like being like having self-pleasure right. and then as someone's walked in as it's happened right. but it just makes Lucky me laugh them. because it makes me think that like when you're watching because obviously if you're watching like a film in like three because that's what apple have done as well haven't they you can now take 3d pictures on your iphone so then when you put it on the <clears throat> or video when you put it on the head headset you can then look around and see things i just think that like if you're watching pornography your main aim is to right. get off but it's not to look around and think oh that's a nice trim Oh, that's a nice curtain. Trim. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Trim, you know, along the, the, the oh. shelf edge, you know. Look at the light fitting thing. Oh, that's has list. Nice. I'm going to get that on Etsy later. There's someone on <clears throat> line, I think on TikTok, 
where there's an app on your phone where he does like as a little side hustle where you take items and you do like a 3D scan with your phone and then upload, so like that coffee cup, yeah. and you upload it and then every time people use it to use in their graphics or whatever, they, you get a little bit of money. That's a good idea. Then, you know, do it. Would you put your own likeness on there? No, but you can put like sell your like in your house. Like, asking, would you? That. Would you sell your likeness for people yeah, to use? Sure. NPC, why not? Yeah, but that means that they, they can. It's like that Netflix episode. People can use that Netflix that likeness for the rest of your life. You've just given it away. Wow. <laughs> what if they put it in something really terrible though, like a propaganda video? <laughs> fine. You'd be fine with that. Fine. Yeah. <clears throat> one last one then. Um, uh, da -da -da -da. Everyone now wears flying clothes out of doors. Those of men and women being practically similar in cut and differing only slightly in material. Ooh. The most fashionable suits for men are made of the inner skin of an elephant lined with steel wool. Experiment, uh, this combination at, as was, would be once durable and cold resisting, as well as expensive. Basically, this person predicted... Unisex clothes, I guess. Yep. In, no, no, no. In the New York newspaper, they predicted that we would be wearing clothes that would make us fly. Mm. So I, they did say clothes that men and women wear that was always indistinguishable, though. So that's kind of unisex clothing. That's true. That's but it's not kind as of exciting, is it, to say that... No, flying fly. clothes. No, <laughs> true. Person made out of elephant. Why elephant? They don't fly. Have you seen Dumbo? <laughs> yes. Actually, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, believe you me, elephants can fly. Yes. So it'd be made out of elephant's ears, I assume. It doesn't really explain how Dumbo flies, other than that he has to hold a feather, but then you realise it's not the feather, it's his... Right. It's just Oh, if you've not seen Dumbo, then... Well, I've not seen it. Watch it, then. You've got Disney mm, Plus. You've got two versions the... to watch. I know about the feather. There's the live-action version, which a friend of us told us that is actually not that bad, which Disney did, obviously, to get the renewals of their blooming 100 years. Right. Um, and there's the original, the cartoon version, which is far, far better. Like always. Oh, I just love Dumbo. It's such a sweet film. I'm going to watch that this afternoon, though. Okay, right. So our last topic of the day then, yes, is tomorrow. As this date, as this goes out, if you're watching this on the day it goes out, okay. tomorrow is the day, which is called Blue Monday, the most depressing day of the year. Miserable, eh? Why is it so depressing? Why is it? Because it's just wow. Everyone's getting a bit sucked. Uh, sucks that it's not Christmas anymore and stuff like that. There was a um, doctor, Doctor Cliff Arnold who made a formula. Okay, this formula is, and I expect you to work this out without any background knowledge, is bracket W plus bracket D minus lowercase d bracket bracket times TQM times NA. Yep. Got that? Yep, it says underneath what you think means. So oh, right. I was about to say that I knew it then. I feel like you should, you know in you know in um, Bullseye when they have to spell no. a word? No. Why am I making references to things you don't know? <laughs> they give a question and you have to say spell caterpillar. And then the person, the contestant would say, and then at the bottom of the screen, he would read out if they're right or not by reading out the letters and he'll like pretend to point at the letters as they come along. Maybe you should put that formula at the bottom of the screen. No. Too much work. I don't even know what you're talking about. They're bringing back Bullseye, by the way. Patty McInnes is hosting. Uh, they've tried it once already. I know. Yeah. Stop start. bringing back shows that don't need to come back. <laughs> so uh, this is just an equation basically taking in weather, your debt, monthly salary, debt, time since Christmas... Time since failed quit attempt. All right. And low motivation and the need to take action. So he decided that all adding all those together, that it's all normally the third Monday in January, which is Blue Monday. 
we all know about how everyone's depressed in January. Is this something that's impacted your life? I mean, I just don't like January in fairness, but I just, by this point, I'm okay. <clears throat> I'm not that fussed about it anymore. It's always the first week after Christmas, after New Year's, I start to feel a bit miserable. And normally that miserableness is just that I'm kind of, I'm, you know, when you're kind of working, driving around or whatever, and you kind of think to yourself, oh, so it's the same again, is it? It's just the same cycle again. It's just that's that. Mm. But I soon get over it. To be fair, the reason I'm so miserable at the moment, and I will probably feel miserable on Monday, is because I've just had this ghastly cold. Maybe that's down to the equation. Maybe cold people always have well, colds around the third Monday. He needs to put Monday. uppercase C for cold yeah. and lowercase d for drippy nose into his equation. because And uppercase S with a thing above it, senor, <laughs> okay. or sore throat. So um, if anyone listening or watching this wonders if they are suffering from January blues slash blue monday here are your symptoms okay let me tell you let me know if you've got these mm. feeling sad and want to hibernate <laughs> i mean that's me all year <laughs> i was about to say that's just general isn't it <laughs> lack of motivation for just simple tasks that's general every year um still able to complete major tasks such as going to work and taking care of the house well so i'm going to work yeah have trouble sleeping yeah but again that's but actually not so much now, but... Spending more time in bed than usual. That's because bed's warm. Mm. So there are the symptoms of... I feel like that's just... Monday. You know, that's just it being cold as well. So it's not just that it's... A well, that's part of the day. equation, weather. That's true. That's true. Can I keep should. up with the maths, please? <laughs> I'm trying. So the sun... .co.uk, not the actual sun. <laughs> the newspaper sun says, How do you deal with January blues? So this is the way for you to get cured. Number one, seek out the sun, not the newspaper, the sun. Yes, the actual the actual sun um, up, upstairs. Difficult in Britain, but, you know, maybe go for a cheap holly bobs. It's sunny now. Just because it's cold <laughs> doesn't mean there's sun out. There's no sun out. That's true. I feel like the people seem to forget that. People always moan a bit like, oh, sun. There's still, there's still sun in the country. Mm-hmm. It's just that you need to go outside in the cold. Try to adopt a regular sleeping pattern. I feel that sleeping patterns do get messed up over Christmas. And then obviously third week into January, you may still be a bit iffy. So I think that that's good. You need to try and get back into your routine. Well, again, I've had my routine broken because of different factors and that's not going to change until past January. So again, that's nothing I can do about that. I feel like the only thing I could possibly do is sleep in more, but I feel guilty for sleeping in more because the cat will start crying because he's hungry. Yes. Balance of life. So on Reddit, someone said, um, do you find January depressing? Um, is it actually January blues? My work is quieter. The bars aren't as busy. Stuff is all on sale. It's not too bad, is it? Bars are not so busy. I love this guy's like first thought is like my work. I don't have to do as much work. I can drink more and I can consume more mm, not products so, from the so shop. bad, is it? Um, Rocks replied simply saying, as someone with depression, it's no different. Yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. It's the same. But then, I mean, you can be sarky about this whole this whole scenario every day. But the thing is, is that whenever this is, let's be honest, this is all clickbait. I mean, this whole show is clickbait. Let's be honest. We, do we pick up clickbait? But like these things are just obvious things. Like the other suggestions of how to deal with it is exercise, balanced diet, and everything always seems to be the same thing again. Is exercise, balanced diet? It's like, of course, we know these things. We know these things deep down, set inside of us. Beautiful. How do you do it? Well, That's just like I think for me, it's just like if you're just you have to just keep fighting through and just get on with it. Like sometimes just don't follow the advice of other people. Just 
Just, Apart from my advice right now that we're giving. Wait, I'm not giving advice. I'm just no. reading out an article from The Sun. Not the actual Sun. <laughs> the Sun newspaper owned by Rupert Murdoch. Um, you said that you used to get more Jeremy Blues when you were younger than you do now. This person on Reddit says, does anyone else notice that it's actually increasing? <laughs> that it's actually increasing with each year. The amount of dread going back to work. The thing is, though, this is another thing, right? You dread going back to work because if you work in an environment where you have two weeks off over Christmas, i.e. you work in an office, so... I've seen loads of TikToks of people going and saying like, oh, I don't want to go back to work. I'm going to have so many emails. It's like, well, yeah, that's fine. But I don't work in in a place where I have a break over Christmas. Like I obviously have Christmas Day, Boxing Day off. I have New Year's Day, New Year's uh, Eve, uh, work New Year's Eve, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But because I work in the, you know, people still need their post, people still need their parcels. God forbid you don't get the Amazon delivery. So like, you know, we, we work throughout Christmas. So there's none of that for me. So and I, you don't have time to get January blues, then maybe. Well, the thing the thing that brings me down to earth is the fact that, like, I think you have so many endorphins in your brain getting excited about, oh my god, it's Christmas because you're you're told that Christmas is like this big magical time that you spend with family, you get lots of presents, and you have like lots of fun and you know, yay and all that crap. Um, you build yourself up and up and up and up and up and up and up, so you get to the pinnacle of the twenty fifth of December. And then it's just a slow, gradual knockdown again. And I think by the time you get to New Year's Eve is like a little blip and then it's back down. So it's like a roller coaster. And again, New Year's Eve is not really a big deal for me anymore. When I was younger, 18, 19, of course, I would try to go into clubs, go to a pub, stay up till midnight, you know, watch fireworks, you know, hear the bells come in and this that, and the other. But now I'm a bit like, oh, I'm going to bed, I'm going to read a book. So that's not I was thing. in bed so, by half nine. So I think people are putting, exactly. So I think people need to stop putting so much attachment on that this mad this day this one day is forced fun is not forced fun but it's just like this means so much it's like just you have to remember this just one day it is just one day at the end of it and so now i'm when i was a kid i couldn't distinguish that because when i'm a kid it is exciting i'm getting a stocking at the end of my you know i'm up at four in the morning looking at my stocking seeing what i've got, got a stocking on the end of your what sorry <laughs> yeah my bed i was a child be careful <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, I'd get my presents in the morning and that'd be exciting. And then I'd see my nan. I love my nan and granddad going to theirs for Christmas. Then January. Exciting. But, but when I was also younger, I used to enjoy new, a new year's, but then January hit and then I would feel, and, and also I'd had two weeks off. I'd be going back to school. I remember the first day back at school, I'd be miserable as hell. Not just because I hadn't even done my homework either. So I was doing it first thing in the morning on the like third of January. So it was miserable. As an adult, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like, grow up like telling people not to, to grow up wow, you've got but, wisdom in your years well i feel like as an adult these things are detachable now like of course get excited about things but like the build-up the build-up of christmas as i've said as also before the build-up of christmas is far more exciting than the actual day itself and i think that if you just go on a steady just hum like i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you go on a steady hum um along like de- de- december then you just don't get that big depressing lump okay. hump at the end of January so rein your expectations in a bit and then January won't hit quite as hard yeah okay well thank we'll you for summing it up in one second okay we'll end up then on some positive notes okay so this user I'm not going to pronounce their name it's I was about to try them but no I'm not going to I'm going to call them Moz M-O-Z that's the first three letters this is some uplifting advice okay I love January as you say the first couple of weeks tend to be quiet enough work wise and their sales in the shops provide some fun opportunity. Why is consumerism seen as a like Just a wait, please? Well, there. This is trying. This is a little positive end. Is it? Or, I'm already angry. Also, it feels like a fresh start, a chance to get some goals for the year ahead and have a better year than the previous. 
I appreciate this may sound very fake Instagram businessman, but I do find goals help me to stop drifting aimlessly through life. Do they suggest any goals or do they just say... Their goals are for you to choose. I mean, yes, of course, do something that focuses you away from feeling sad and depressed. I wouldn't say, again, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say consumerism is the answer to this either. I wouldn't say that going out and buying stuff. It was just a little pick-me-up, that was. That's Yeah, but that's not what you need. You need a consist. This is what I literally just said. You need a consistency. I was just saying not a just a positive. Well, that. I'm just saying that perhaps I don't agree with everything Maz or whatever they said is, is said. That's all I'm saying. I just think that like it's it's something that you need a consistency for, not something to... to, to it's fine to have like a key point where you want to start again and reset. That's fine. I get that. I get when people say like, you know, today is my reset. But don't you don't need to make it the first of January. You can make it any time of year. And at the same time, it's like if you if you're you should, if you're feeling down, you can use it as a chance. Okay, this is okay. Fine. End on a positive. Okay, it's Blue Mister Blue Monday. Well, just, just people listening to this about to go into Blue Monday tomorrow. Well, I hope people don't. Please don't. don't. But if you do, then see it be careful and look after yourselves. Set but, some um, goals. If you guys have anything that um, you know you do want to discuss uh, with the podcast, um, and if you are indeed on a Blue Monday, or have any advice for anyone who might be listening for what they could do on Blue Monday, maybe you also believe that going out and spending, shelling out a hundred quid, is the way for future happiness. Then go to. Uh, comment below pod at gmail.com on email you go to x at comment below pod or instagram comment below underscore pod um you can find us all on there don't forget you can find us on uh, youtube if you want to watch the video just search comment below pod don't forget to subscribe ring the bell and give us a thumbs up so you never miss an episode and of course you can comment below underneath the video if you are listening to us on your favorite podcatcher then don't forget to subscribe and if you want to review us give us five stars then please do and give us a Underneath, give us your three, as your comment for why you've given us three stars, give us three goals that you would like to see on the podcast this year that would really fill your Blue Monday. Yes. So Facebook mum is obviously a running theme on this episode. We have a quote from an actual Facebook mum. Are you ready? Mm. This will get you through Blue Monday. In moments when your world crumbled, you extended helping hands. Behind closed doors, tears flowed, yet you showed up for others. Forgiving those who cause deep hurt, you prefer preserver, preserved, what's the, uh, preserved through countless reasons to stop. Do you realise the treasure you are? An invaluable blessing. Your presence and light enriches this world. You are a gift. Never forget your profound significance. It's all winded, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it's just one sentence like look at the sun and believe in yourself well blue monday she's you know posting that no it's just words it's like it's he literally went to an ai and said give me something insightful with the following 10 words then <laughs> you could create that i want you all to carry that with you for the week and we will stay you then just ignore it we'll see you again we'll see you again next week for another brilliant episode goodbye bye